Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Welcome back to episode number 144 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is Mothers in the Bible, Part 2. Well, happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers out there. And I pray that you'll have a wonderful celebration for your special day. On Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20, it says, My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Well, mothers are always teaching, and we know whether you're a mother or not, we as women can learn from one another. And that's what we're doing this month. We're going to look at some of the mothers in the Bible and glean some wisdom and inspiration from them. The mother I would like to share with you today is recorded in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 to 24, and I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation, but it is the widow at Zarephath. And so let's learn a little bit more from this woman, this mother. This widow, having no husband or family, had to take care of herself and also provide for her young son. Now, we don't know her name because she's identified only by the name of the town in which she lived in Phoenicia at Zarephath, a small town seven miles south of Sidon on a Mediterranean coast. So when you read about her in the Bible, she's not given by her name, but she's referred to as the widow at Zarephath. Now, there was a famine in the land, and according to Luke Chapter 4, verse 25, it said that the heaven was shut up three years and six months. Now, this woman, of course, in this famine and being one of the poorest members in society, was facing heartbreak because she and her son were on the verge of dying because of this famine and this drought. And so here, she had to try to figure out how to prepare, how to take care of her son and how also to take care of herself. And no doubt she was concerned whether she would die first and leave him without any care. As a Phoenician woman, it appears that she really did not know the God of Israel because if you look at 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 12, she states, the Lord your God. So let's look at the scriptures and learn a little bit from this mother, beginning at verse 8 of 1 Kings chapter 17. Then the Lord said to Elijah, go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath 
As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks and asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, Oh, I'm saying oh, but I can imagine him calling. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can imagine him calling out to her. So that's why I'm saying oh, you know. All right. So let me get. Come on, Paula. Come back. Come back. So anyway. As she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then my son and I will die. So now look look at this. This is really something. She didn't have anything. And the Lord directed Elijah after he had this whole big thing with Ahab and Jezebel. And he was feeling defeated. And the Lord met his need and provided for him. He sent Elijah now to go to this woman who is desperate and in need to encourage her. And you know, the Lord will do that. He will take the pain that he's brought you through and have you go and minister to someone else who has gone through the same thing so that you being able to take the faith that you have now can encourage someone else. So here, Elijah is go, has been sent by God, divinely sent by God to go minister to this woman directly. And in spite of her despair, she was still able to feel some compassion for Elijah, even though she had some need, and she went ahead to go get the water. But then as she was going to get the water, he asked her also for a small portion of bread. And so it was then that she said, wait a minute, she had to tell him how serious her own situation was, and that she only had a handful, not even a cup of flour, and a little bit of oil. And so now let's continue verse 13. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and crops grow again. So she did, as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Now this took some faith, really. Elijah's request for her to take and make a small cake and prepare it for him before she and her son ate took a huge amount of faith. Was it out of desperation or her face in starvation that she did what he asked? Uh, whatever compelled her, we don't know, but she was rewarded for her obedience by the constant provision of the flour and oil from the Lord as Elijah had promised. You know, this woman struggled, as many mothers do today, with putting food on the table. Whether you're a single mom or you're in a family and you're facing some economic hardship, many times, you know, fathers and mothers are worried about having enough food. And this woman of Zarephath 
was asked by God to give what little she had to someone else. Now your jaw may be dropping in surprise that God would make such a request, but God has ordained it that in giving, it is that we receive. And it's in hoarding and being selfish that we truly become impoverished and bankrupt. So we need to trust God to always provide our needs. Now you may have to count your pennies before making a purchase, but that's all right, mom. If you're out there and you're counting your pennies and you're like, Paul, you're telling me to give and I don't have anything to give. Remember what Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 24 says, I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God that which costs me nothing. Now, you can never sacrifice to the Lord with the right attitude and the right heart and find yourself lacking what you need. I know that to be true. Now, looking at verse 17, continuing. Sometime later, the woman's son became sick. He grew worse and worse, and finally he died. Then she said to Elijah, Oh, man of God, what have you done to me? Have you come here to point out my sins and kill my son? But Elijah replied, Give me your son. And he took the child's body from her arms, carried him up the stairs to the room where he was staying, and laid the body on his bed. Then Elijah cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, why have you brought tragedy to this widow who has opened her home to me, causing her son to die? And he stretched himself out over the child three times and cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, Please let this child's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's prayer, and the life of the child returned, and he revived. Then Elijah brought him down from the upper room and gave him to his mother. Look, he said, your son is alive. Then the woman told Elijah, Now I know for sure that you are a man of God and that the Lord truly speaks through you. Now, can you imagine? Here she is. Her faith was was already stretched when it came to having to provide for Elijah when she and her son didn't have much and they were on the brink of dying and starvation. So she steps out in faith and she does that and she sees the miraculous hand of God's provision. But then as she's at ease now and enjoying what was blessed to her by her faith, then her son dies. And now her faith is tested even to a greater degree. And yet, again, Elijah wanted her to trust the Lord, and she did so. And then finally, her son, again, a miraculous provision of her son being healed and raised from the dead. And now she speaks and she says, And now I know that the Lord truly speaks through you. So then her faith in God was strengthened all the more. Are you struggling to make ends meet? Are you tired like she was and you're trying your best to care for your child or for your children? Please know that God knows everything that's going on with you. And even though you've tried your best and you feel it's not good enough, or maybe you're having your last meal as you're listening to this podcast, Please know that God is aware of everything that's going on with you. He knows all of your responsibilities, whether you're a single parent or not. And yet he's able to meet not only your needs, but the needs of your family. 
I pray that you as a single parent or whatever you're going through, if you're not a single parent, please don't be focused on the problem so much that you don't see that God is mighty and that he is your provider and he is your protector and that he can bring an alternative to you to meet your needs. Cry out to him. Pray to him and let him know, he already knows, but let him know your heart and what is causing you anguish and trust the Lord in your situation and watch him take that problem that seems to be way beyond any answer as far as you're aware of and watch him answer your prayer and provide a need if you will just trust him and obey him and take whatever steps he's telling you to take. I want you to be encouraged today. I don't want you to feel frustrated or to feel that there is no hope. Just like this widow, just like this mother, you can overcome whether it's famine, hunger, being impoverished, whatever unbelief. Remember, she was probably feeling depressed, seeing her son struggle. You can overcome depression. You can overcome hopelessness. I mean, her son died. But yet, if you will understand and if you will believe in God's son who is alive, he will help you to rise above whatever is hindering you because he is alive and he does care for you and he does love you. Reach out to our ministry if there's any way that we could be of further encouragement and help to you. And until we meet again, smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.